Just before we start the show, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we live, work and play. We acknowledge their ongoing connection and custodianship for country. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and their stories and journeys that have led us to where we are today. Let's meet our next guest. Joining us in the studio today, we have Danny Patterson, who is a senior creative at The Monkees. Hi, how are you doing, Danny? Very well, Brittany. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, great. Enjoying the sunshine. It's finally come to play. I am very much enjoying the sunshine. That's why I came to Australia. So yeah. I, I have been missing it and it's great to have it back. Oh, that's good. Um, so we're going to jump into it. Uh, what's something extremely popular that you have no interest in? Oh, TikTok was something I had no interest in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently worked on a brief about TikTok and fe- made me feel about 150. So <laughs> I did a deep dive and now I'm I'm interested in it. I feel yeah. like I, I actually understand what the hell it is now. But for before, I, I was very dismissive of TikTok and yeah. I'm slowly getting indoctrinated, which is maybe good. Yeah. Give my data to China instead of America for a change. I thought even things out, you know. Yeah. Well, see, that's how I feel about Be Real. Everyone's talking about Be Real. I downloaded it for a day, yep. and then I just don't like it, so I you deleted like it. it again. SNL did a great sketch on Be Real at the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really funny. It's like a bank robber goes <laughs> in, and then they all stop the bank robbery and do, do their Be Reals. You should check it out. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I'll have a look after the it's definitely. What are you passionate about? I, yeah, I suppose I'm passionate about making things, mm-hmm. whether that's f- making my own films or photography, being an art director. Um mm-hmm. Especially when you get to senior level, you end up not on the tools as much and it's a lot more of like theoretical thinking, which is great, but I really mm-hmm. like still making stuff. So try and do a bit of directing and photography in my spare time. Yeah. Um, directing's been a bit hard, obviously, the last couple of years with COVID, but you can still pick up a camera and go out and shoot, which is really mm-hmm. nice and kind of just thinking about imagery and, and storytelling for your own for your own self rather than for something else is really nice. Yeah. Have you worked on any projects recently? Like, have you filmed anything recently? Recently, I worked on a pilot for a TV series when mm-hmm. lockdown was going on, which probably drove me a little bit insane because yep. <laughs> it was just me and my laptop. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. I've, I've, I've sort of done a first pass at that and then hopefully try and shoot something maybe early next year. Me yep. and my partner, Max, are kind of working on a couple of scripts at the moment, but nothing concrete yet. So, yeah. yeah. As well as that, I'm kind of, I've got a mild addiction to short courses. Mm-hmm. So I kind of try and always learning new things and trying to stay fresh. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah, is interesting. I've, I've got, a, I actually wrote a list down if you wanted to hear all my short courses that I've done because it's go. kind of a bit embarrassing. Yeah, definitely. And hard to remember. <laughs> I, I've done, com- I, I'm a big fan of comedy, so I've done like comedy improv in London, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find it's a really good way to get yourself out of your comfort zone and it's good for like generating ideas because you have to just react to what someone else says. So that's mm-hmm. quite an interesting thing. I've done, I learned a little bit of Mandarin. Okay. Um, ni hao, that's about as much as I can remember. Yep. Um, I did, last year I did a mini MBA. I've done a comedy stand-up course, which my friends think I failed at because I'm still not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, screenwriting, I've given that a go. Woodworking, calligraphy, life drawing. I think that's all of them. Yeah, I kind of, I'd like dipping into things and yeah. then dipping straight back out of them and trying something else. Yeah. And like the short courses, do you go in phases like six months or three months you're obsessed with it or just like whenever you get a chance? Yeah, there's always something new to try. Like I think that's what's quite cool about it is like getting a base level of skills and things. And I suppose that's kind of what being an art director is as well. You kind of, you're not quite good enough to be a graphic designer or Mm -hmm. or a director. So you kind of dabble in bits and bobs. So 
I think that's kind of my approach to life. I'm a dabbler. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is a skill set that you have that's not a part of your job? I think the skills I've got are, I think it's probably all those short courses. I can cook. I'm not a bad cook. Mm-hmm. I don't mind cooking. Speak a little bit of Spanish, even less Mandarin. I think I'm not that skilled, to be honest, outside of my work. It's probably why I can stay long hours in, in my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most obscure thing you've eaten? Well, there's lots of exotic food in Scotland. Like, mm-hmm. um, we've got square sausage and things called tatty scones and the best drink ever which is iron brew mm-hmm. and then the best alcoholic drink ever which is buckfast i don't know if you've heard of buckfast no i haven't What's it's that? like this weird fortified wine that's made by monks in this abbey somewhere mm-hmm. but then it's like i think a bottle of it's got your weekly dose of caffeine so everyone in glasgow drinks it and then they can stay up for like three days partying which is quite fun oh wow um <laughs> But then outside of that, when I was in China a few years ago, I did have to confess I did eat a turtle, which was quite an interesting experience. How did you eat that? We were, uh, me and my friend were out doing a sort of, um, we were doing like a artist residency thing in this artist village on the outskirts of Beijing. And Mm. the the artist who was hosting us was this guy called Fang Li Jun, and he had this amazing exhibition opening. So we got invited to that. And then he took us back to his restaurant afterwards. And there was like lots of different people there that we hadn't met and trying to be polite, he said, oh, is there anything you don't eat? And I said, oh, no, I quite like, I like, I'll eat anything. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing that came out was this turtle and it's still in its shell. <laughs> it was like placed <laughs> down in front of me. So yeah. I had to have a little nibble. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very weird. You'd feel rude if you didn't eat yeah, it. Yeah, so. you've got to give it a go. Yeah. When in Rome and all that. Yeah. And next question is, what's the craziest experience you've had? So I know this and I can't wait to hear it oh, again. Oh, <laughs> this is two for one crazy experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and my old partner when I was in London, we worked for Ogilvy and we were, um, Unilever was like our big client <laughs> and they were sponsoring, there's this concert called the Global Citizen thing and it was all about the UN global goals and sustainability and stuff. So it was all like this noble cause and it meant that they could attract big stars like I think Beyonce played and Ed Sheeran and stuff and because they were a sponsor, we got to go out to New York and it was in Central Park and yeah. we were backstage all day. It was called the VIP bit, but it was basically like where the Z-list celebrities were. And we had to t- kind of ask these Z-listers if they would want to tell us like what they thought about the UN Global Goals. So like really quite mm-hmm. boring content. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, so we'd go up and ask a few different people, oh, do you mind sp- saying a few words? And obviously everyone's kind of up for it. Mm-hmm. But there was this one sort of glamorous older woman who I'd said, oh, look, we're just doing this thing. And she was like, oh, she was Swedish. And she's like, oh, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to my friend. And I was like, oh, hi, who's your, who's your friend? Uh, she was like, oh, my friend's the, the Queen of Sweden. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so the Queen of Sweden was there with her two friends and she ran off and came back. And they were kind of like giggling schoolgirls. It was really funny. They were all really, really well-dressed, but not very royally dressed. They kind of were mm. quite smart, casual. Yeah. And the Queen of Sweden came over and I, I went back to my friend, actually, and I was like, guys, I think the Queen of Sweden's going to come over and have, have a chat with us. So... <laughs> And then when she showed up, I did. You just don't know what to. How do you introduce yourself to this queen of Sweden? So yeah. I kind of did an awkward handshake, bow, curtsy thing. It was all <laughs> I chucked it all in, and uh, yep. she was lovely. She was really nice. She was chatting mm-hmm. away, and then I think she realised that it was for a brand, and she was like, "Oh, by the way, you can't. I'm not allowed to yep. sponsor. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't yeah. endorse anything." Mm-hmm. Um, so burn the footage, but it was, it was cool. So we've got the footage somewhere of us just chatting to the queen of Sweden about the UN Global Goals, which yeah. is weird. Yeah, And then also because Beyonce was playing, we got chatting to her dancers because she has like a troupe of like 50 or 100 dancers yeah. with her. Yeah, a whole uh, entourage. Yeah. <laughs> and so some of them some of them had the night off. 
so they were allowed to just backstage and have a drink and all that and mm-hmm. they, a couple of guys were really nice we were chatting to them and then we wrapped we went back went to the bar and they were there so we sort of got drinking and chatting with them and they were like oh we're going Beyonce's putting on this party for us down in like the Meatpacker district if you guys want to come so it was me and my partner Aoife and um, our videographer Steve it was the three of us yeah uh, we were just like just three folk in their 20s got invited to the Beyonce's dancers party afterwards yeah and uh, we showed up and the guy came out and met we thought we weren't going to get into this club because we were just definitely not cool enough Mm -hmm. and uh, we went down into this basement and partied with Beyonce's dancers for the whole night and uh, I showed them my moves which was yeah very embarrassing (laughs) <laughs> were they still encouraging like yeah you can do it yeah, and you, you know what Americans like, are like yeah. just so, Americans are so enthusiastic they're like oh yeah great but I was definitely yeah. David, David Brent vibes I don't know if you've seen The Office but it was very yes yeah, it was painful <laughs> walked home feeling a million bucks <laughs> yeah definitely that was fun it was really good yeah um, and just to wrap up today's episode beyond the title who is Danny I am uh, definitely a jack of all trades mm-hmm. and probably a wannabe Beyonce back in dancer <laughs> yeah so we'll keep an eye out for you on the TV, Watch just in the, in the corner. Yeah, I might blow up on TikTok any day now. <laughs> yep, there we go. Um, so thanks for your time and have a lovely day. Thanks, B. That's great.